Calling all Chiefs fans, commemorate the 2022 title-winning season with a hardcover collector's book from The Athletic. Full of action-packed photos and in-depth reporting, this high-quality coffee table centerpiece takes you inside Kansas City's chase for the championship. It is the ultimate collector's item, including coverage of the entire season through the championship. Get this limited edition book today and celebrate the Chiefs' historic season at chiefs.theathleticbook.com. Again, that's chiefs.theathleticbook.com. Pick up yours today. Hello, listeners. Before you get into the latest PS5 episode, I'm here to let you know that each week you could get this episode and all other episodes ad-free and up to three days early. Not only that, you can also gain access to Patreon-exclusive PlayStation shows that focus on sales numbers, all-time lists, showcase predictions, and more. Head over to www.patreon.com forward slash latest PS5 or click the link in the description to join our PlayStation community and show your support. Now, enjoy the show. Incredibly exciting. It's really about learning the players and for our players. As a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. Good day, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the latest PS5. This is episode 136, which means we've recorded for you 135 times before, and we're back for the 136th time. And you know what? Next week is significant because it's 137. I'm your host, Sonny Sangera, and we've got a lot to get through this week. We're going to talk PS5 console sales numbers. We've got Hogwarts numbers and how well that's doing. PGA Tour has a late tee-off, and we're obviously going to be talking about The Last of Us and its insane viewing figures. And who better to do all that with than my co-host himself, Mr. Alex Sylvester. How are you doing, Alex? What's up? What's up? Doing good. Recovering from that cold that's going around, but... uh. I feel like some little bit of resurgence, like there's something at the back of my throat, like trying to build up. So hopefully, I can make it through this episode. That's that. Uh, <clears throat> that's that. That's that Tekken Eight whooping. You know that's coming. That's a fucking. That's what you're feeling. That's what you you're wish. feeling. You wish. As, as these new trailers come, the dread is kicking in. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to just glory fly, just destroy you, you know, in front of every, every all our listeners online well, and offline. <laughs> well, this is what we're gonna do. Okay, we've always teased it, but this is what we're gonna do. We are going to have a Tekken 8 live viewing party, right? The day that game comes out, when the announcement is done, we're going to book it off, we're going to stream it live, and everybody will see me F you up. And then, when it finishes, I will look at you straight and say, you can't see me. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we're going to have to play that <laughs> clip back, you know, when you get your ass booked. We will, ladies time. and gentlemen. We will, <laughs> we'll we will. back. <laughs> Speaking of playing things we back... Well, speaking of playing things back, what have you been playing this past week? Oh, quick question yeah. before you carry on. Is it snowing in London? It is snowing. Yeah, it's snowing. Um, well, it's not sticking. Uh, it's like sleet. It's funny because it's the same here in Birmingham, but it's not falling down. It's literally just sideways, like proper just <laughs> just sideways because the wind is just yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna pick this up and I'm just gonna <laughs> launch you in the face. Your hood ain't gonna help. <laughs> Unlucky, mate. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what that's the other. So, what have you been playing then? Yeah, uh, following on from last week, uh, I did mention I was gonna be jumping into Detroit Beyond Human, and uh, true form, I did. I dived into it. 
so far i think i'm on chapter three i don't know if there is any chapters in this but um but yeah so far i'm loving it man games are really interesting game especially with the uh the likes of chat gpt and uh dali 2 and ai all up in the news uh of recent so it's kind of interesting to see exactly what uh quantic dreams take on ai was and how uh consistent you know a lot of their theories and ideas are actually are so um it's an interesting game it's quite fun yeah yeah definitely and i mean when you consider this game came out years and years ago and it looked like that on playstation 4 you know what I mean? It just shows how far ahead that game was when it did launch. And do you know, do you know that they actually predicted a war. They predicted the war between the US and uh, Russia <laughs> in the game. Yeah, in one of the sections, I think, like one of the news articles, uh, they said there's going to be a war. Between, well, I guess that's, that's always been on the table. But the Cold War never really been completely mm. off. But um, but their war wasn't actually over Ukraine. It was actually over the Arctic. So uh, yeah, yeah. It's 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 plus, it's funny, you know what plus, I mean. But it's a great game. Um, and again, listeners, uh, if you haven't played Detroit, play it. It's in your PlayStation Plus collection. Um, so if you've got a PlayStation Plus subscription, you have access to Detroit absolutely free. Uh, as for myself, I mean, it's pretty much rolling on the same. Uh, I'm not playing Sophie on Gran Turismo anymore. I've gone back fully into Hogwarts, <laughs> uh, playing a bit of uh, eFootball online and Football Manager. You know, it's going to be like that now for a while until probably... I was thinking, do I play Resident Evil 4 Remake when it comes out? And then I thought, no, because I want to wait for the VR mode and then I'll play it in the VR mode, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. So we'll definitely go when, into that. When's the release for that? When's it coming out? It uh, I think it's like two May? weeks away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, two weeks, weeks away. away. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, out good. in March. So, um, yeah, yeah, good. The, yeah. So the reviews are dropping next week. So we'll see what the reviews are like for the game next week. Okay. So nice. before we get into the news, let's pass it over to Demi. She's got another one of her game recommendations. And let's see what she's got for us this week. Over to you, Demi. <laughs> Hey listeners, unfortunately Demi is under the weather this week, so I am here to bring you the game recommendation. And it's an interesting one because she's gone for one that's already out and it is um, a really interesting choice of a game. So we have Ikai. Ikai is a first-person psychological horror game. Who would have thought, right? <laughs> Ikai is a first-person psychological horror game drawing inspiration from Japanese folklore. Live the horror by the hand of its defining yokais and submerge into the superstitions of the past driven by unique story and exploration. Ikai embodies the spirit of the classical psychological horror genre with a defenseless main character incapable of attacking the evil creatures. However, it explores a new sense of horror by making the player face the threats directly, neither fleeing nor attacking. Fear Experience the horror in first person by the hand of Japanese spirits, monsters and yokais. Exploration. Wander around a feudal Shinito shrine and explore to unveil the story behind. Drawing. Concentrate on drawing protective seals over the strange sounds and events happening around. Puzzles. Pit your wits against several puzzles that will try to stop you. Stealth and run. Be silent. Do not disturb the evil. Or just run, run away from it all, if you can. <laughs> the game is available now on the PlayStation Store. But even better, Demi says, it's currently on price promotion as part of the Games Under £15 promotion. So head over to the game page on the PlayStation Store. Look for Ikai, that's I K 
K-A-I, and you'll get access to that game for a lower price. Hopefully Demi's back next week, the game recommendation, because she reads these so much better than I do. Back to the show. Great game recommendation there. Um, all right, Alex, let's get straight into the news. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go. <coughs> um, me, 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 me. Just getting ready. It's a long one. That's what she said. Number one, when Jim Ryan announced that the manufacturing issues which had plagued PS5 stock in stores and online would now be a thing of the past in 2023, many were tentative to really believe him. Two months into the year, however, all signs point to that really being the case as console sales continue to skyrocket in comparison to last year's numbers that could only be attained if there were simply more PS5s on the shelves. Console sales for the month of February went up, you ready, 316% in the UK alone compared to February 2022. Also reported that overall for the year, the PlayStation 5 is already up 180% in the same time period last year and is comfortably the best-selling console in the UK for 2023. Data shows that 511,680 add-on products were sold in the UK during retail in February. The chart, as expected, is always dominated by controllers, with the PS5 DualSense controlling the top three positions. The white variety is at number one, the grey camo version is at number two, and the midnight black version is at number three. The final week of the month also saw the DualSense Edge controller arrive at retailers after a four-week period via the PlayStation Store. It is the most expensive controller of all time with an average selling price of £208. Mm. Elsewhere. Wow. Let's move over to Europe, Alex. So this is uh, that was the UK. This is Europe. This is not including the UK. Elsewhere, 493 games machines were sold across European markets in January. This data does not include the UK or Germany. PS5 saw a huge spike in sales across Europe last month, with sales up five times over February last year. It's okay. I'm getting a phone call mid dingy right on the bloody thing because my phone is next <laughs> to the uh, How dare laptop. they? How dare they? I know. <laughs> PS5 saw a huge spike in sales across Europe last month, with sales up five times over February last year. The start of last year was extremely slow for PS5 due to severe stock shortages worldwide. Uh, PS5 was comfortably the best-selling console across tracked European markets, with sales more than double than the Nintendo Switch, which sat in second place. Switch sales are currently down 28% across Europe, mirroring a similar decline in the UK. Nintendo's next big push around Switch is the second quarter of the year with actively planned around the new Zelda game and the Mario movie. So as the most common thread ever is that Xbox is never is always never mentioned because it's always in a distant third place. But obviously, Alex, we're two months in now. The stock isn't an issue. We've spoke about it plenty of times. You can go in, you can buy machines, but I'm actually surprised at how many people are buying the machine. You know what I mean? Because the price went up and people are still buying it. <laughs> That's mad. Yeah, I mean, they've had about two and a half years of just waiting, you know what I mean? In, in, in anticipation to get their hands on a PS5. So no matter what the cost is, as long as it's a lot cheaper than the scalpers, they're going to go for it. <laughs> they don't, they don't how, care. How, how messed up is that? That you, you, you're patient, you're, you're, you're a mom or a dad, you're not into gaming, you've been waiting for years and years to get your little one a PS5 
And in that time, you've been you've doing everything the right way, trying to pre-order, missing out, and then when you finally get it, the price had <laughs> price had hiked. <laughs> it's like, oh it's man, yeah. kicked in the teeth. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I mean, it's it's always good to see that console sales are doing well. Um, we talked about how 2023 was going to be a great year for games. When you have great yeah. games, you sell machines. Do you know what I mean? And yes, the Switch sales are down, but they're going to explode when um, Zelda and the Mario movie comes out. You've got games coming out from third-party companies. You know, you've got great first-party games, great subscription games as well. So it's going to be a great... It's a great start to 2023, and I can't... And I mean... People always already forget that in in 2023 we've had Dead Space remake, Hogwarts Legacy, and others. You know what I mean? There's been a lot of games, but those two games were massive. So yeah, Hogwarts is definitely responsible for the uh, the the sharp increase in the uh, sales in it for the PS5. I think there's going to be a bit of a delay with the PS4 versions in there. Yeah, yeah, back. yeah. So basically, um, uh, you'll be mentioning that um, later in the show with their numbers, but will. it's. It's uh, it's always great to see numbers being great. But what's not great to see is when you get a late tee off, Alex. I'm looking forward to this next game, but it's it's getting oh delayed. Gosh. Uh, gosh, yeah. For those of you who are interested in that boring game of golf, <laughs> EA, nah, 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 nah. As an, <laughs> EA has announced uh, EA Sports PGA Tour has been delayed briefly in order to have the game alongside the Master Tournament in April, uh, April 7th, 2023. The golfing title was originally scheduled to launch on March 24th, uh, but has now been pushed back to the above date. Speaking on its blog, EA said that it's a small shift uh, in the release, um, allows us to add a few touches to the game, and we were excited to deliver it all for you, including updates to some favourite courses and to reflect 2023 designs. So EA PGA Sports Tour is a significant release for EA, as it is publishing Giants' first golf um, game since Rory McIlroy, uh, sorry, M Rory McIlroy, uh, PGA Tour back in 2015. So uh, I'm sure you PGA fans are jumping for joy right now with all the news of you going to be getting your updated golf courses. Can't wait, can't wait, and it's, a, as, it's as if you can really update them. I mean, like what they're going to well, it's 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 a sub. Well, the thing is, the the, the golf courses themselves they change the layout of the course every year, don't they, to make it awkward. So, like a golfer can't get do used they? to a golf course. They like you have a like, like a all of them. five. No, they do a lot of them. They just they just move the hole, um, or they'll move it around a little bit, add a bunker or whatever, because mm. then it makes it awkward. But what's substantial about this is, this is the arena where 2K and EA are going at it because 2K have PGA. They are, uh, you know, they've got their own golf game that's just come out. They've signed Tiger Woods to spite EA because EA had Tiger Woods for so long. So EA came back into the market with this. And from what I've heard, you know, people are talking big up about P EA Sports PGA Tour and I'm excited about it because I was going to pick up 2K23, uh, Um but I played the trial on it on PlayStation Plus, another great feature. And I was like, okay, it's more of the same. But before I pick it up, let's see what EA Sports PGA Tour is like. And I'll be reading about it. And people are really hyped. So once that game's out, a nice little battle will commence between 2K and EA again. So we'll see what's happening on that front. Nice. Monzo Business Banking. 
It just works. So you can too. Join businesses like Target Tuition by opening a Monzo business account. What I love about Monzo business account is how easy everything is. It can be filtered, it can be tagged. We thought we'd have to manage our business around our bank, but that's not the case with Monzo. My name is Shin. I am the founder of Target Tuition. Apply in minutes at monzo.com slash business. To apply, you must be a sole trader or director of a limited company. UK businesses only. Terms and conditions apply. What a night. Yeah, got some great picks on my new Galaxy S23 Ultra. I was on the dance floor. Love it. Can you send me that? A group selfie. Fit. How do we look that good? Nightography, babe. Stunning photos even in the dark. Like in that dingy karaoke booth. Exactly. Send me, please. And then this late night masterpiece. Wow. Right? Not bad for some fried chicken. <laughs> send me that too. The new Samsung Galaxy S23 Ultra with epic nightography. Available now at samsung.com. Hello everyone, I have a question for you. Did you know that we have a second PlayStation show called Latest PSX? No? Well, I have news for you. This show is exclusive to Patreon and we have new shows every single week. Over there, we deep dive into news topics, predict large shows, discuss sales numbers and much more. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, I highly suggest that you become a patron, support the show and gain access to latest PSX every week. You do not know everything, boy. Okay, welcome back. And a reminder, if you don't want any advertisements in your episode, why don't you consider supporting the show on Patreon and you'll receive free ad free episodes every single week. Fucking hell. If you don't want advertisements in your episodes, why don't you consider supporting the show on Patreon and receive ad-free episodes every week? You also get the episodes early as well. Saves yourself a lot of time. All right, Alex, number three. HBO's The Last of Us. Are you ready? HBO's The Last of Us has been going from strength to strength since its debut in January 2023. And its latest episode has attracted live record viewers with 8.1 million tuning in on the weekend. Wow. This is the penultimate episode of The Last of Us HBO Season 1 and represented a 74% increase in viewership over the debut episode. Those of you who have played the game would have recognized the episode as a crucial part in the story between Joel and Ellie and introduces the character of David and his companions, one of which is played by Troy Baker, Joel's voice actor in the games. Across HBO Max, the average viewership for the first five episodes of The Last of Us are over 30 million, and the ones after are currently sitting at 21 million per episode. So this is a huge, huge hit for HBO. Um, Yeah. Okay, so before I go into the next part of that story, Alex, uh, I mean, the fact that it started and it's now eight people are not waiting. They're not recording it to watch it. They're actually watching it live. 8.1 million people. Every episode, every single week has been higher than the previous week, bar the Super Bowl weekend, which obviously moved to a Friday and people were already smashed ready for the Super Bowl weekend. But it just shows how much Did people show on a Saturday this- night. I thought they showed it on a Sunday night. I thought, yeah, yeah. I thought it was like, yeah, yeah. I, I, who knows? But yeah, yeah. Anyway. I mean, it just shows <laughs> the strength of this show. And you would have thought, like, oh, people, a lot of people were moaning about Left Behind, or it's, it's woke, or why are they doing a gay story and stuff like that. Yet everybody tuned in to watch um, the latest episode, which obviously was gone to the wall. And we'll talk about that later. But um, we'll do. 
so many people I'm really happy it. to see yeah I'm happy to see that it's such a popular show and it's just a uh, a win for both Sony HBO and Naughty Dog you mm. know so yeah okay. we'll dive more into the episode later so before I got a bit more HBO Last of Us news I have one question yeah. how many viewers let's predict it how many viewers do you think the finale will get next week 10 million Ooh, I was going straight into those double digit millions. Okay. You say oh. okay, this week was eight one. You said ten. You gotta be specific. Ten point what? Oh, ten point six million. Okay, ten point six <laughs> million. I think nine four. Nine point four million. So you say ten point six, I million. say nine point four million. Um cool. we'll see, we'll see what happens. Okay, so before we move on, sticking with HBO's The Last of Us. While we know HBO's The Last of Us will cover the entirety of the first game in one season, talks around what to do for The Last of Us Part 2 story being adapted have already pushed things into two seasons worth of story. That is, in showrunner Craig Mazin's opinion, Mazin has already spoken about this when the show premiered in its first episode, talking about how there's just a lot more story to get through. Because it's a much bigger story... And it's a more complicated story. It's a beautiful story, Mazin said. And I brought this up, Alex, because we literally spoke about this last week on the latest PSX. I said this. I you know said I mean? this. I told you. Would they? How are they going to do this? You know what I mean? They've got to like, stretch it out. It makes perfect sense. Stretch and it I said to you, and I, and, and, and I said the layers to it. You know, you've got Ellie's story with the flashbacks. You've got um, the stories of, uh, as I spoke about it, the wolves, the wolves, you know what I mean? And all that, like, religious sect and everything and Abby as well, and Abby's backstory. So there is so much to tell, um, which is really, really cool. And yeah, you don't want to rush that because it's great. And like I said, Al, you can't rush it because if you rush it, because we've already reported here that Pedro Pascal has spoken that production will start this year um, towards the end of the year. So Makes sense. let's say by the end of 2024, beginning of 25, you have the, the premiere of season two the last of us three isn't out there's no story you're catching up too fast you know what i mean whereas if you're if you're splitting it over 10 episodes it will slow it down dramatically compared to the game but there is so much to tell you know you've got to build up the world of um jackson you've got to build up dina you have to build up all the supporting cast who you know just perish on that journey um and yeah you've got to obviously add more substance before you know what happens to pedro so we'll have to yeah i like and regardless of what happens to pedro it's like those you know some of the key episodes in this series haven't really featured much of him or either of the main characters which is show a testament to how good the quality of the writing is you know they can just focus on two set of characters or a group of characters and just continue you know because it's it's that good and, well, it's what um, they've done. Yeah. I feel like what they've done is you've got your centerpiece, which is Joel and Ellie, but every episode, they're just the side piece. The main course is always the supporting characters, you know, whether it be Kathleen, yeah. whether it be Henry, whether it be Sam, whether it even when they get to um the settlement, it's a, it's it's Tommy. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's always somebody yeah. else that takes center stage per episode. But just a common thread is Joel and Ellie moving through it, which is great. You know, which is an opposite to the game, which a lot of people don't really spot that because the game no, literally actually. is, is not because like what I mean is me. in the game it's all Joel yeah. and Ellie. But many, if you've played the game and you play the TV show, you you don't really notice it because you still think about the game. But if you if you if you never played the game and you watch a TV show, you don't realize that it's it is about the supporting cast a lot more because obviously 
It's just yeah. neat the way they've done it. You know what I mean? It's really cool the way they've done it. And like you said, it's great writing. They nailed it. And as yeah, Mazin said there, it's it's a beautiful story. And it's weird because it's a game. It's similar to The Road. But this it, it to a lot of people, I've seen a lot of reviewers in that writing. It's just fresh to have something different on TV. And I'm like, is, bitch, we, we've is. been doing this since 2013. What are you on it about? <laughs> yeah, Neil Druckmann, you can tell that he's just, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a gifted writer, obviously with, uh, was it Nathan Drake, you know, for the Uncharted mm. series and now onto this as well. Man, he's he's just talented. Him and his team are very talented. Like, and going back to the game, it's like, yeah, it does focus on Joel and Ellie or Ellie and Abby, but it's the characters that they pull in, even when they're doing backstories with Abby and her father, you know, they could, you could just have a whole season or episodes just based on the relationships. He's very good exactly. at generating relationships in such a short space of time, meaningful relationships in such a short space of time. So, yeah, they can go anywhere. Man. They well, got I hope they, they got a good what... team with them. What they need to do is something similar to... There, there was a TV show that used to be out. It was called The Affair. And it would have a scene um, play out for 20 minutes. And it was the woman's version. And then the same scene would play out again, but it's the man's version. And you'd see all the different details and stuff like that. Nice. This show, it'd be really interested to see how they do it. Like, they need to do... Are they going to do it where half an episode is Ellie? Half an episode is Abby? Or are they going to do one episode to Abby, one episode to Ellie, or they're going to keep switching it back and forth? It'll be really interesting to see how they pull it off. Um, but Alex, they're going to spread that magic on season two, just like they have on season one. But speaking of magic, hit me with some sales figures for Mr. Hogwarts Legacy, Mrs. Hogwarts Legacy, they Hogwarts Legacy as people want to be, whatever. Take it away. <laughs> Port Key Games, hugely successful for Hogwarts Legacy, has, has named uh, has been named the fastest selling game uh, in Europe outside of the FIFA franchise in the past six years. The Wizarding World RPG's launch sales beat out any Call of Duty game that's right, son, uh, released since 2017, and also topped other major titles including Elden Ring, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, furthermore, just three weeks after launch, uh, Hogwarts Legacy ranks as the fifth best-selling game of the year behind FIFA 23, uh, Card Modern Warfare 2, GTA 5, and Elden Ring. Moving from Europe as a whole, um, as a whole, just just the UK, uh, Hogwarts Legacy sales are literally on the brink of surpassing Elden Ring's lifetime sales in the country. Uh, and finally, Avalanche Studios have delayed the release of the last-gen versions, as we touched on a bit earlier. So um, that would be the PS4, the Xbox Ones in particular, which will be, which they went on to say, uh, we're overwhelmed with gratitude, gratitude uh, for the response to Hogwarts Legacy from fans around the globe. The team is working hard to deliver the best possible experience on all platforms, and we need more time to do this. So Hogwarts Legacy will launch for the PS4 and the Xbox One uh, on my and May the fifth, twenty twenty three. So they just need like an extra month. I think it's supposed to be coming out in April, so they've pushed it back. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, I think the Switch version is um, scheduled for either June or July. So and that, that's going to be another resurgence as well. But I don't know how they're going to manage to squeeze that massive game onto a Switch console. Dude, that's going to be a like... massive feat. The really load good. times on PS4 and Xbox One are going to be absolutely ridiculous. And people forget, like, yeah, the Switch, the Switch has sold so well, but it is a last-gen machine. It came out during PS4 and Xbox Series. This generation, which is PS5 and uh, Xbox Series X and S, Nintendo haven't entered it yet. Finally. They always enter it in the middle. So I feel yeah. like that machine 
will run Hogwarts fine. This machine, however, <laughs> it's going to look like the PS2. You're going to do side-by-side comparisons with Chamber of Secrets or something on the Switch. But I just want to see what the load times are going to be like because, I mean, you got to understand, you can fly in... It, the draw distance is going to be horrendous on PS4 and Xbox One, let alone how the Nintendo Switch is going to pull it off. I don't know. I just got a funny feeling they're going to they want it on Switch because they know the sales are going to be there. But that game yeah. has got to be in. Oh, I just can't wait. I'm so intrigued to see it. Like because the thing is, the yeah, only thing that I've I mean, been thinking is they could use the yeah. cloud, but at the same time it's going to be children that are buying it on the Switch and stuff, and they're not going to fucking understand what's going on or anything like that. But then I look at other games like Pokemon or whatever, whatever, and I think, okay, they were already kind of struggling because the Switch is showing its age now. But Hogwarts is like a fully open game. So they're, they're going to find their tricks to get around it. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, no, no, and it'll no. be interesting. You know what's gonna Don't pump up the Switch, bro. It ain't gonna, it's going to run happen. like shit. The Switch has released games like The Witcher 3, which was supposed to be an impossible port. They Alex, did, have you um, seen they did The Witcher 3? They did Doom. Have you, they did Doom. Okay. Remember, they have did you Doom seen The Witcher 3 on the Switch? And Doom Eternal. So like both games, yeah. So basically, True. with those three games, yeah, if it, what it shows you that if they get the right team behind them, like I think Panic Button did the majority, I think they did Doom's um, ports. If they've got the right team who know exactly what they're doing with the tech... Alex. The they Witcher, could definitely scale it down and put it onto the uh, the switch with no problem. The Witcher like, three in terms of the draw distances. I mean, like look at games like you know uh, Zelda. You know what I mean? It's like Zelda's a vast game, massive game. I mean, that a game very... like that should not even be on that that console. The but one if they, word if they that... scale down some of the um the enemies or you know some of the uh, the uh, not the artifacts there you go. It's not the, the same game. game now, is it? It's not the same. It's scaling it have, down. Doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to have one... every single blade of grass. You know what I mean? What Mate, that's what I was going to say. The Witcher right had no grass. You know what I mean? It was just a green yeah, floor. No, like, there's a bit in Witcher. What I did keep, what I did nah, keep nah, was nah. The, um, the characters, the story. And that's what's... I mean, think about it. It's still sold. It's still sold very so well. What Even I'm games like is... Minecraft, they dropped, they they dialed that back. And that's still in the top 10. Bro, I'm not being 10, funny. So... But if you've got to draw down Minecraft, numbers, that is hilarious. Numbers, but what makes numbers, me laugh is The Witcher is all about forest and jungles. There's like five trees in the entire game. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I mean, at least with Hogwarts Legacy, then they can just have characters flying around a grey screen and do the cutscenes and stuff, right? They don't need to have any, like, the actual school or anything in yeah, there. They'll, <laughs> just, they'll just drop the resolution. <laughs> they'll drop the resolution. It won't be 60 frames. It'll be 30, you know, or 25, you know. Keep but going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep it's going, bro. Keep going. Yeah, you're punching game, above I mean, weight at 25. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, it's just amazing that they're actually able to get it onto a portable console, you know, which no other company is able to do, so... I mean, you I know, can play it right yeah, now yeah, on my I'm phone. Looking forward you know? um, well, you see, it's all about that. <laughs> it's all about that wireless technology and remote play, my friend. You don't need a machine to do that. I can uh, play yeah, whatever yeah. I want you with a remote a play app. Though. You still need to spend five hundred plus on a machine, buy the game, and then get a phone, and then get a network. But let's just say, <laughs> out, you know, I know you love to defend the Switch, but let's just say, uh, I can yeah, sit, I can Absolutely sit in Birmingham <laughs> train station with 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 four G mobile data and i can play the ps5 version of hogwarts legacy on my phone you can. yeah you can do you the can same do, thing can, with the you switch can link it to your steam you can do it on a steam yeah you could do you know i was gonna so say you could, you could you could do it on the switch but like you just said if i'm why i can't i you can just i can picture the review scores already for it you know what i mean because there are going to be so many comp as you mentioned 
if there is that many compromises to get it running, not just on Switch, but on PS4 and Xbox One, specifically specifically Xbox One, then, yeah, it's there's no point. You know, if I was the Porky, no. I would just turn around and say, listen, this is what we've got. It is on cloud, blah, blah, blah. We're going to reduce the price for the game. This is how much it is. If they come out and say it's a full price game for Nintendo Switch and they have compromised on AI or characters or draw distance or visuals and frame rate and everything, you're not buying it. It's not fair to spend 50 quid on a game that's the same price as you know Whoa. 50 quid on like ps5 because ea ea dropped the price on fifa for switch because they know they cannot charge for this a legacy yeah. title that isn't even the same game you know what i mean no but, but this is nintendo we know nintendo ea is just taking a mic i mean they could easily release like a scaled out version of fifa onto the switch but they just can't be bothered to to port it down again if they paid the money to a company like Paddy button they could get fifa but it's like we it say is, alex it's just more as, as we always say isn't it unless you're minecraft yeah, it's just family, party, it's you just don't like, sell on oh, switch yeah, well, we you don't sell on switch anyway we'll see well, you only got one more year of eating this shit because then your new machine will be out and then you'll be all powerful. No, no, again. no. You so know, you're good. The good thing about the good thing about having a system like the Switch on the market is that it actually encourages developers to be a lot more conservative in terms of did you, the expenditure in terms of you know how they develop games. You know, you the, they're, um, trying to, they're trying to find workarounds. So it's actually good to have a system like the Switch and it just it, it further develops um uh, con- uh consoles and games. I mean, look at the PS5 now. Did you, you see know, the, it's like they've got uh, the SSD because the Switch has an SSD? You know what I mean? It's like they're learning a lot. They're learning a lot. But have you seen the Xbox took a massive chunk out of the way? Have you seen the report? There was a report going around from a developer saying that um, the new Nintendo handheld is getting away with the is it the Tegra chip? Is that what the Switch currently uses? Currently, yeah. Yeah, and there was a yeah, report going around. Well, I don't know. Well, the the report is that Nintendo have gotten away with, gone away with it, so backwards compatibility will be an issue. But they're saying that Nintendo will resell you your Switch games digitally. What would you? Okay, most likely. We, that's, most that's, likely. You that's know, crazy. It, well, but we don't know. It's it's too early to tell. It's too early to tell. You know, and like we have no idea what concept Nintendo is going to come out with for the next console. And to be honest, oh, it'll be it'll, it'll be like it'll be the same twenty million. To get rid of like 120 million install base, just like that, just to just to release another system, I don't think they're just gonna drop the switch just like that. It wouldn't make sense. Well, I thought to myself, I thought, oh, Twi- Switch is a juggernaut; it will catch PS2. And then I saw this side by side comparison with the DS, and it's behind the DS. I was like, wait, what? And I thought, how is it behind the DS? And then I was like, oh, it's cutting fine, you know, it is cutting fine. To this new one um do i think okay. it will pass a ps2 yes do i think it'll hit 200 million hell no it is dropped off a cliff i mean it's still selling more I than xbox you. but it Regardless, is dropping yeah. this year now people Obviously, are waiting. i want it i want it to be a two, i want it to get to 200 million but i've always said it will be the greatest selling system of all time period drop mic well you know what toys do do well when it comes to sales figures okay that being said alex just like uh, the ps5 <laughs> <laughs> it's a very expensive toy what I <laughs> Hey bro, what's new? Not a lot. Well, your new Galaxy S23 looks pretty slick. What are you playing? Oh, this isn't playtime. This is 120 hertz of gaming greatness. Rapid and responsive with the latest Snapdragon processor. Dystopian wastelands, whimsical woodlands, bloody battlefields. These graphics belong in a gallery. So load up, lock in, and game on. Yeah, game on. Then maybe get some fresh air? Gaming on the new Samsung Galaxy S23 series. Things just got epic.
Available now at samsung.com. Calling all Chiefs fans, commemorate the 2022 title-winning season with a hardcover collector's book from The Athletic. Full of action-packed photos and in-depth reporting, this high-quality coffee table centerpiece takes you inside Kansas City's chase for the championship. It is the ultimate collector's item, including coverage of the entire season through the championship. Get this limited edition book today and celebrate the Chiefs' historic season at chiefs.theathleticbook.com. Again, that's chiefs.theathleticbook.com. Pick up yours today. Hey everyone, now I'm going to keep it real with you for a sec. There's nothing I enjoy more than sitting down with my friends and spilling all the tea. For that reason, let me introduce to you The Rumour Mill. This is a show that is exclusive to Patreon. Now, we know that the latest PS5 show is dedicated to actual news, but the rumor mill is all about the juicy rumors in the video game industry. Our hosts sit down and discuss the biggest rumors there is. So if you enjoy a little tea being spilled, become a patron, support the show and gain access to the rumor mill each month. And we're back, Alex. Uh, quick one for number five. So obviously today, which is Wednesday, the PS5 system software update has rolled out globally. And it's a significant one. Um, so the first thing is you can now join Discord voice chat on your PS5 console. Obviously, uh, it's been sought after for a while and it's finally happened as well, which is kind of cool. You can start or request a share screen from your friend's profile. So it's just giving you a bit more quality of life improvement on there. New join game icon in party chats, which is obviously a lot of fun if people are having a party chat and they all want to join the same game. New friends who play tile. Um, so obviously, if you play a game, um, there's a new tile at the bottom, which shows you who else also played that game in one single image. You can now manually upload game catches to PlayStation app. This is kind of cool because you record everything or record a, a, a clip on your PS5. It goes obviously to your hard drive um, and then it will wirelessly go to your app and you have access to it on your app on your phone. But after 14 days for memory reasons for your phone, it will delete it. You know, um, whereas now you can actually go back and get a specific video and just manually put that onto the app, which is kind of cool. Um, you got new gameplay and personalization options, so variable refresh rate support for 1440p. Obviously, with TVs that have compatible HDMI 2.1 displays, um, game library enhancements. Um, you can now sort your games out in game lists uh, a little bit different and use filters. Uh, game presets for multiplayer session preferences, new accessibility and easy of use features, PS5 to PS5 data transfer, screen reader improvements. This is a big one. Wireless device update for DualSense wireless controller. Thank the Lord. Oh, no yes. more having to Finally, connect that should pad. have been a headline. Exactly. No more connecting a pad via a wire update, oh, and then it and then it loses the fucking pad, even though it's connected <laughs> mid connection. You're like, well, now I can just put the pad down and drain my whole yeah. battery while it does a wireless update. You know what I mean? Nice. Um, 
but yeah, you know, uh, and there's loads more stuff for game capture and uh, which you can now game capture via voice command and stuff like that. So yeah, nice big update, um, which again is available now. So if you see a download, don't worry, it's just this update getting ready. Uh, you still need to manually select it to install it. Woo! Enough of that boring one. Let's get to an exciting one, Alex, because people All have right. been waiting to hear news about this game and we have a substantial rumor going on about it. Yes, uh, Insomniac Games looks to have hired prolific voice actor Steve Blum for Marvel's Wolverine on the PS5. Uh, who, if you're not aware, has voiced a clawed superhero multiple times in various animated series based on that very character. While it's important to note that nothing has been confirmed, remember this is just a rumor, Blum post uh, posted a video on Instagram a few weeks back which depicted the actor in motion capture gear on his face and body. Uh, so obviously he wasn't just doing it for jokes. Um, hmm. uh, Blum also spoke about the project he was involved in a while back in the video. And while he, uh, he said it was a video game, he revealed that he signed a non-disclosure agreement so he can't talk about it. Uh, Don't anyway, tell us you're working uh, on a video game then, bro, because we'll get yeah, it together. Exactly. <laughs> Elsewhere, Brom also spoke about Roger Craig Smith, another prolific voice actor who has starred in numerous video games. It's easy to assume that Blom is talking about Marvel's Wolverine, given his connection to the character. But we'll have to wait and see, because it could be anything. You know, he could be doing a brand new character. It doesn't mean that he's working on Wolverine. Is he? Is he I an older Joel? I heard. I heard a rumor that Christian Bale. He's actually doing the voice for Wolverine now. So, uh, yeah, let's just claim it. Alex is joking. You can't see his face. He's actually joking. I also heard, I also heard that Ryan Reynolds is doing the voice for Wolverine as well. So, you know, we don't know what's yeah. really right now, but we'll have to wait till the game comes out. Yeah. Yeah. This one I wouldn't say is too far fetched, just obviously for the fact that he has voiced Wolverine um, in the animated shows and stuff like that, which is cool that Insomniac is obviously staying close to the source material uh, in one medium anyway. And um, it will be really cool. I can imagine people's reactions if they, when, when they hear Wolverine and if it is the same voice as the animated show, they're going to love it, you know, but yeah. it's 2023. The one thing we can guarantee this year is you will see Wolverine, um, you know, gameplay, or you will hear Wolverine's voice in another trailer land this year exciting times okay so that's the news out of the way let's get straight to the charts and alex oh, actually, you I, just, I got a little just before before we get into that as we were talking about marvel uh, i got a little bit of a tidbit of information about sony and their acquisition of um spider-man did you know that they purchased the rights to spider-man back in 1996 i think it was for seven million dollars <laughs> <laughs> seven million dollars. I mean, that was the best seven million dollars they ever spent ever. Get this. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they had the they had the opportunity yeah to purchase more like characters like in fact the whole roster of uh, Marvel characters mm. for just twenty five million dollars. And they crazy. passed it up because they said that nobody gives a shit. No, but thing is, thing is, if you think about it, if you think about it, in nineteen ninety seven. The only three heroes that people cared about was Spider-Man, Batman, and Superman. No one cared about anyone else, you know. All you had to go on, because the internet wasn't, like, major then, so all you had to really go on was comic book sales and stuff. And But I do know the contract states that if Sony doesn't release a Spider-Man movie every two years or something, then they default on the deals. That's why you're always seeing Spider-Man films come out 
And if they lose a character, right, we're going to quickly do another one. Or, you know, and obviously now they've got Into the Spider-Verse, which is like the best, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, what a crazy deal. Seven million. And look at where they are with it now. You know what I mean? Yeah, they made that back. Look at the one. You know, they would have killed it if they had the rest of it. Look at it. I'm sure they kick it themselves in the foot to this very day. But they could have had the whole Marvel franchise. Yeah, but dude, there's loads of, the, yeah, but there's How loads is it of deals. Now? How is it worth now? It's I like know, but there's loads track. of deals. Like, if you think about it this way as well, one sentence pissed Bill Gates off to do the Xbox. If Sony mm-hmm. hadn't turned around and said, and if you watch the Xbox documentary on YouTube, um, it's on mm-hmm. there. Sony turned around and said the PS2 is the PC for the living room or the PC for the family or something like that. And Bill Gates saw it and was like, no, and saw it as a threat. If they hadn't said that, there would be no Xbox. It would literally just be Sony, Nintendo, and enter whoever would have come into the console generation. It's just funny little things. Like they had an opportunity to get uh, Konami and Metal Gear. They didn't do it. They had an opportunity to keep their mouth shut but they didn't do it. They had an opportunity at one point to almost buy Nintendo, but they didn't do it. You know what I mean? And who, what about Sega? That would have been, I would have loved to have seen PlayStation and Sega. I wish that deal had gone through, you know, when Sony was like, we're going to go in the game market and they were negotiating with Sega. Sega America were like, yeah, 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 let's do it. Sega Japan were like, nah, nah, nah. Nah, bro, that's not happening. They you know what I mean? They should have got that one. They should have just done a hostile takeoff with that one. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, anyway, but can you imagine it, Sonic being released on Sony Pictures. Sony Pictures presents Sonic. I <laughs> know. Oh, it would have been mad. But uh, listeners, okay, let's head over to Demi, who's got the chart for us. And uh, wonderfully, Alex has jinxed himself yet again. He spoke about it last week. He, Whenever he lords that GTA is not in the chart, GTA sticks up a middle finger and comes straight What's back. What's for the spoilers, man? What's for the spoilers? You I'm telling, telling it straight because it's fun. <laughs> over to you, Demi. Hey, listeners. Unfortunately, Demi is under the weather this week, but she has sent me the charts to update you all this week. So here are the UK charts for last week. At number 10, we have that re-entry Alex's favourite game, Grand Theft Auto 5, with Minecraft at number 9. At number 8, we have new release, Wolong Fallen Dynasty, or Dynasty, however you pronounce it, had 96% of its sales on PlayStation 5 in its opening week. At number 7, we have Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, with Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe at number 6. At number 5, we have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And at number 4... Holding on for another week with a 4% sales improvement is God of War Ragnarok. At number three, we have FIFA 23. Now, this drops from number two last week, and that was despite a 6% sales increase. And that is because at number two, we have a new entry, not a new IP, just another remaster or a deluxe version of a game from Nintendo, and that's Metroid Prime Remastered. And at number one, Hogwarts Legacy narrowly holds onto the top spot for a fourth consecutive week in the UK. The game retains the top spot in the physical retail charts despite a 30% drop in sales week on week. Once again, the PS5 version of the game accounted for more than 60% of all sales. That was the chart for this week. Hopefully Demi's back next week. What does she say at the end usually? Catch me next week for the update. PlayStation. Alex, there you see number 10, Grand Theft Auto 5. And you know what? It took the piss. I think that's even worse. It didn't put itself back up high at the chart. It just popped its head above water to say, Mortal Kombat sound. And it's going to go you back down next week. 
you know what this this is obviously the origin story of the superhero that is myself being a gta 5 master because i've realized <laughs> i can control whether this game goes in or out of the charts <laughs> take two's financials uh, uh, yeah, Alex yeah, yeah. Take two. yeah yeah exactly don't worry about it i've got your back <laughs> But it, uh, I mean, yeah, obviously, again, it is good to see. It is good to see that game back in the top ten, um, especially in light of the uh, what we were talking about last week about the effects, the water effects that they're doing, talking about in yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for GTA Six. But anyway, uh, I guarantee that, that game will not be in the top ten next week. Uh, just a quick shout out as well to Wolong Fallen Dynasty. You know, it's a Souls like game, but Alex, ninety six percent of its sales were on PS Five. Well, just because there's no Xboxes around. It's mad. It's absolutely mad. And <laughs> Alex, four weeks at number one, Hogwarts Legacy is not moving. Do you know what I mean? Four weeks, it's done it. Done it's it. done it. It's done okay. it. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's done the four weeks. It's broken the four-week barrier. It's the first game in two years uh, to maintain a four-week um, top spot. So, yeah, well done. We should actually give them an award for the year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that the Wulong Fallen Dynasty, I actually did think the game would do a lot better uh, because... Sorry, dude. Uh, just say that bit again. I, I took the mouse out of my pocket and paused it. <laughs> Joker. All right. Take five. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, just uh, last comments about the top 10 Wulong Fallen Dynasty. I did actually think that game would do a lot better. Okay. We've been following the progress for quite a bit of time, and it looked really good. The first time I actually heard about it, I thought, well, this is going to be a, a kick ass game, but mm. obviously, it didn't seem to have. Um, well, that reputation hasn't really echoed for the fans. Um, obviously, the sales have shown that it's only topped, um, it's only coming at number eight. But uh, I, I think people were talking about the fact that it's just too easy, it's like a Souls game, but it's not, but it's, it's got like its own identity. But, um, mm. either way, I'll be playing it either way, you know. Yeah, like I think game. I think it's one of those, it's like Niho, you know what I mean? Niho obviously sold really well, but I think Wolong will it will have legs, people will just continuously play it you know, pick it up and play. I think it'll fall out the chart, like you said, next week. It won't be in the top 10. Um, but I think people will keep sticking to it. And obviously, it's, like, you can see it's it's technically like an exclusive, only 4% of its sales on Xbox. So, I mean, Xbox gamers don't play anything because they're now trained to not buy games. You know what I mean? They just wait for it for Game Pass, which, again, is a good thing, but also a bad thing. You know what I mean? So it the is. quality drop is there. So... We'll see. But okay, ladies and gentlemen, that is everything for episode 136. What we're going to do now is we're going to record our Patreon exclusive episode, which will be a review on The Last of Us for this past week. Again, if you're not a Patreon, head over, support the show. You get ad-free episodes every week. You get the episodes early every single week and you get more episodes to listen to every week. Big thing, obviously, there is a behind the scenes video on there so you can see how the podcast is made. So head over to Patreon now and um, become a patron, support the show, and you have access to so much more content every single week about everything PlayStation. Okay, Alex, with that being said, let's record the latest PSX. Any final words for the free episode this week? Wolverine. I can't wait for that game. That's it. Thanks. And let's play Hogwarts Legacy on the Switch with no school in it. Woo! <laughs>